Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Dettelier along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. Uh We have a special guest on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, Sean Merriman. And, man, I can remember when Sean uh, came out of Maryland. That's a household name. Man, and Sean, uh, he, he can talk about that. I remember when he was in high school, he was an unbelievable basketball player in the D.C. area. And so, man, he had a great career in National Football League, had the injury sort of cut it short. Sean, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Uh, before we start talking about what you involved with now, y- your thoughts on last night and the DeMar Hamlin uh, incident that happened. And y- you – I think it's the greatest fear, uh, even though you don't want to put it in the back of your mind, something like that could happen out on a football field, not only to you, maybe to a teammate, uh, to an opposing player, to see that happen, and you're helpless in that spot. Yeah, it was a, uh, guys, it was a sight to see. Um, you know, we, when you lace up your cleats and put on your helmet, we all know and understand that there's a risk to playing the game. We, we do know that. Um, you know, the concussions can be part of it. You know, torn muscles or torn ligaments and surgeries, those things are part of the game. One thing that we all don't know that's part of the game is what happened last night. I don't think that we anyone could ever expect something like that to happen. Uh, me being a former Buffalo Bill, I can't imagine what that city was feeling, what those guys are feeling. I was looking at Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs' face on the sideline and those guys being in tears of seeing their brother, um, you know, basically getting CPR to live. Um, and you just can't expect those things. And so, my, you know, my heart goes out to Hamlet's family and just the Buffalo Bills organization. Um, and really, I think for the first time, it kind of humanized a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, guys, right, a lot of players, where the fans who, who consistently talk about plays and X's and O's and, and money and contracts, that people, the guys are really putting their lives on the line. I think it really gave it a, a human um, part of the game. So, I, you know, it was, it was tough to see. I, I went to sleep last night thinking about it. I woke up this morning thinking about it, and hopefully um, that Hamlin's family and, and everybody is still supporting him, and he's okay. Now, uh, you know, Sean, I thought this was interesting, uh, that you have a major event coming up January 14th at the Riverside Municipal Auditorium in Riverside, California. And I was reading where this is a passion of yours for over uh, 17 years, and it's called Lights Out Extreme Fighting. And you team it up with FUBU Sports. Uh, look at FUBU, 75 uh, million devices out there. So uh, just talk a little bit about Lights Out Extreme Fighting 
and your involvement with that going forward. And it's also internationally being streamed also. So, man, you know, because technology, maybe for guys, you know, my age, that that's something you kind of walk through. But for young people, they, they know how to do it real quick. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's funny, um, you know, because I started training MMA myself um, some of, during the off-seasons of, like, around 2006. And so I was just starting out. I wanted to learn a different discipline. Um, you know, Jay Glazer or Fox Sports uh, had introduced me to the sport of MMA. So I just started to train, but I was really doing it to help my hand-eye coordination to get better as a, as a football player. Being able to use my hands as an outside linebacker and pass rusher I just wanted to get better, and I just fell in love with the sport. And so in 2018, we launched Lights Out Extreme Fighting uh, on Fubo Sports, Fubo TV, uh, being a, you know, one of their top uh, programs watched. Um, it's just been amazing for me to uh, kind of transition into a second passion, something I love to do, because it's not often guys get a chance to do what I've been doing, and that's building the brand of Lights Out and, and now transitioning into the sport of MMA. You know, uh, that's what I was going to ask you, Sean, uh, because, you know, a lot of athletes, they finish playing and they, uh, you know, you could be late 20s, 30s, whatever it might be, in uh, high uh, peak condition, physical condition. And then I was reading where uh, your main goal with Lights Out uh, Extreme Fighting is to help former athletes and that transition uh, from other sports and maybe into MMA. Uh, I want you to elaborate on that. And then also... Uh, that's, uh, you know, it was the Agent Zero, uh, Gilbert Arenas. I know the receiver, TJ uh, Hushmanzada. So I'm just looking at that and their involvement. So it seems like you've had these former athletes um, interested in this transition going forward. Yeah, well, you know, the I think the biggest part of that um, is if you look around the league of former guys that's, that's uh, done playing football, that's transitioning into combat sports in general. We're talking about Frank Gore, Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Um, you know, these, these guys left and right. Uh, it's something about one football player still having a little bit of something left in the tank. We just can't – we can't make football rosters, so we got to go right. fight somebody. <laughs> I think. So, um, you, you know, I, I said this. I really do believe that all, every – former athletes should pick up a, a, a discipline of some kind of combat sports. Uh, for one, you know, when you leave the locker room, that's the first thing you missed. Being around the guys, being able to compete, um, being able to go now and learn jujitsu or, or boxing or Muay Thai or, or karate, whatever that is, um, and really stay in tune with competing because that's what made us who we are, who we were, you know, being able to compete. Uh, staying with it, having the discipline to wake up to every morning. So uh, I, I, I do. I, I try to push as many as many former athletes from all sports, really, to try to come over and give it out a try. It don't necessarily mean you have to go take a fight, but I definitely do think you should be training it. Sean, I think one of the things, Bobby and I, uh, a generation before you, uh, it used to be boxing was king, so to speak, in that. And, and what's happened in MMA, that's now a generation or two that they've watched this on their television or they've been to a live event and they get it and they, they all excited about it. Like maybe we would have been in watching boxing uh, back in the seventies and early eighties. And that really opens the door for you here uh, with this lights out extreme fighting, because now you have a couple generations that have grown up watching something that it's exactly what you promoting. 
Yeah, no doubt about that. And, you know, I'm from Prince George's County, Maryland, and Washington, D.C. We grew up around boxers. I mean, the amount of uh, professional boxers yeah. that came from that D.C. area was huge. Um, and so I grew up a boxing fan. And, and I think more so with MMA now, we're just seeing the, the, the rise of the sport over the past 15, 20 years because the best is fighting the best. Right. Um, and you see now what the UFC's done and how big their brand is and just more and more people, not just in this country, but all over the world is getting very familiar and accustomed to the sport of MMA. And it's going to be around a long time. And my opinion is overtaking boxing over the last couple of years. Yeah. No question. Now, now, no question. Now, Sean, OK, you know, you look at um, and I'm objective about this. And I look, uh, we well into the 21st century, and everyone, uh, as a culture, you want to progress. And I, I say this goes back uh, to the Roman Colosseum, uh, the gladiator mentality. And whether it's, uh, you know, football or whether it's MMA, lights out, extreme fighting, it's controlled violence. And I don't know how we wired, how God made us, whether you believe in God or not, but I believe in God. I think how we wired is somehow hand-to-hand combat, and you have that in football, and you have that in MMA, you know, cage match, whatever it might be. Now, some people are like, oh, they freak out. Oh, I don't want to see that. Now, you can have accidents, and God forbid you don't want that to be involved with that, but it's something that triggers in humans' brains that we're entertained by that. I mean, I, I can't explain it. But, but we've but, always been entertained no, Exactly. By that. That's we've what I'm saying. So everybody wants to poo-poo this like, oh, the future NFL is going to be flag football. The public don't want to see flag football, Sean. <laughs> I can't, I they, can't they, go they, to they some wanna, yard and they, see tackling. I'll make it even more of a point of this. I, I think as a country, we love violence, right? We, we love the physicality of some yes. of these sports. It's why, it's why the NFL and football is king in this country and not soccer. Right, we we in this country we love uh, impact. We love the brutality yes. of sports, and it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch. You got your finger, your hands over your face, looking between your fingers, right? Yeah, like, right. Hey, you right. love it, um, and, and we all do. So I think the the biggest thing, what it really comes down to, is um, you know, we we love, and, it, and it's been around. Look, fighting's been around for hundreds of years. Yes, uh, football's what been around now for what sixty plus years, um, and. We still have the same love for these sports as it just was created two weeks ago, right? And it's never going to go away because we as we as a people, we love the physicality of these these uh, big human beings being able to do this. Sean, uh, funding, and th- that's a big part of when you start something off to try to get it rolling. Tell, tell us a little bit about your connection with, with FUBU Sports and, and how that got started with you because everybody got to have an outlet. You can have something that's great, a, a great event, but, but, who it, but who's going to see it? Yeah. And, and so tell us a little bit about that connection with FUBU Sports. And that exposure. Yeah, and so, you know, football has been a great partner. For one, um, you know, they have many other things. And as you just talked about, Gilbert Arenas, he has a show there. Uh, TJ Hushimazadi has a show. Teal has a show. It's very uh, player engagement, player and activist. It's, it's really the player's voice. But they are huge in, in soccer, international soccer. They have other programs on there and, and TV programs. And they're just growing like heck, man. And for us to be one of their top programs watched i mean it says a lot about how they feel about the product and also more importantly how the fans and the people view our fights i mean that's really what it comes down to 
Now, uh, you know, Sean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw you, it's not um, out of left field, uh, but uh, this is something, uh, you know, you could rush the passer, and I'm sure you're familiar with Cam Jordan. You know, his dad, Steve Jordan, was an outstanding tight end with the Minnesota Vikings. Well, uh, Cam Jordan just broke Hall of Famer uh, Ricky Jackson's record as the all-time leader in sacks in, um, in Saints history. Now, Ricky continued to play with the 49ers. Uh, and then he won a Super Bowl. And so Cam still has to uh, have 13 and have more sacks to surpass uh, the great Ricky Jackson. But but, but explain, because you can rush the passer. You can get after the opposing quarterback. Explain to the fans what, 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 what this means. That I look well, at Cam Jordan, Cam Jordan uh, and uh, joins Hall of Famers Reggie White and John Randall as the only players – in NFL history, to record at least seven and a half sacks. She said, oh, boy, Hebert, that's not double-digit. But wait, history record at least seven and a half sacks in 11 straight seasons. You know, you got to be available to be held accountable. Right then, I thought it might be Bruce Smith or, 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 or Lawrence Taylor. Reggie White and John Randall, Cam Jordan, uh, uh, joins that fraternity as far as the consistency for 11 straight seasons. Well, you know, first of all, Cam Jordan is one of my one of my favorite players to watch. And the biggest thing when I talk about him or his pass rush game is he's so consistent. He shows up all the time, and to have a, a extended career like he has, I mean, we just talked about it, the football, the game being brutal, right? And I and I was and I suffered the, the tail end of that when I had injuries and I just right. couldn't recover or get healthy again. So if you're talking about a Cam Jordan who has played this well for this long, you have to start putting him up there in the Hall of Fame talks. Not just you know being yep. one of the best Saints, but one of the best pass rushers yes. to play the game. He, he he consistently disrupt offenses for over a decade now, and that's a lot to say. Sean, one of the things growing up uh, was was boxing something that you got involved with. I know you were a really good basketball player, well, well, a terrific football <laughs> player, but you were a really good basketball player. I went back and look at my draft notes about you, and that was one of the things um, that I had written about, about how good of a basketball player you were, really, really good on the defensive side to football. But was boxing part of yeah. something you got involved with as a youth? And, and uh, Sean, to parlay what Mike was saying, uh, to go along those lines, I don't think nobody in the playground was trying to steal your lunch money. <laughs> so it's not like you got to like give them the business. <laughs> well, well, you know, it, it's funny about the basketball because if you can't just Google it and it's so easy to find. So and it, and it, when people know, actually know that I play basketball well, they, they have to know me from back then. Um, and, you know, I, I went through the same AAU programs as, as Kevin Durant and Michael oh. Beasley. We all played the same AAU programs in the same area. So, I had to go against those guys. The problem was I started growing sideways, and they started to go vertical. So, you know, I, I, I had my choice was made. And as far as um, you know, as far as boxing, man, I think that you know, growing up in, in D.C. and Maryland in the late '80s and '90s, um, growing up as a kid, a good athlete, you're a good-looking kid, you had to fix for yourself, right? And yep. I think that that's where you you know you had to be tough because your environment said you had to be tough. Um, and so boxing, I picked up boxing from my uncles who were professional boxers and just started picking it up. And, you know, I kind of just transitioned in MMA because it was easy, right? Because I had the boxing background, also the football background. And that's, that's in a sense, if you look at MMA, those two type things come in handy when you're yes. talking about that sport. 
And I think about Brock Lesnar. You know, he was a tremendous amateur wrestler. He tried out for football, didn't make it. He becomes a professional wrestler. And then he goes into MMA and back into wrestling again. And so, man, he's got to connect the dots all over the it's place. It's all about entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment value. Well, there, there was a time that they actually talked about the, uh, you know, fighting Brock Lesnar. He, he's, he's such a great wrestler. That yes, he been is. Born because, you know, he wouldn't want to stay up with me and box me. That was just, you know, a slugfest for him. <laughs> Um, but, you know, as far as wrestling, and, and you're right, it's about putting on a show and entertainment. I think that that's what we all, you know, kind of forget. Yes, it's about competing and things like that. But when you're talking about pay-per-views and people viewing in, it's about the fans and, and giving the fans what they love to see. Yep. And if that's MMA and putting on big fights, then that's what you got to do. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. I want to tell everybody again, January 14th, 2023, at the Riverside uh, Municipal Auditorium in Riverside, California, and that will be streamlined on FUBU TV. Yep, FUBU TV. Check us out. It'll be uh, 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern. We start there, 7, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can check us out on FUBU Sports Saturday, January 14th. Check us out. If you don't have FUBU, get it. It's going to be a heck of a show. Sean, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it and uh, always enjoyed you watching you play in football, man. You you were something else. You didn't get lights out, nickname for nothing. All right. Thanks, Sean. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much. Sean Merriman, uh, great football player in the D.C. area, goes lights to out. Maryland. San Diego Chargers ended it out with Buffalo, had some injuries, and now involved with extreme lights out, extreme fighting. Well, well, well Mike, you know what the thing he acknowledged about Cam Jordan? I'll tell you, people don't realize this. To be held accountable, you have to be available. You have a lot of great players. Now, you might be dealing with injuries. But Cam Jordan, he's a freak of nature. Ain't many. He, like, he, Not many like that. He came out of the game because of damn COVID. He still wanted to play. He wasn't that sick. And then all of a sudden, he had an eye injury. Orbital. And he wanted to. Listen, Cam Jordan, right now, if they don't let Cam Jordan be Cam Jordan, he never would have missed an NFL game. Never. Not one. Not one. That's we'll, unbelievable. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. And we'll have our pick six segment right after this break. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. 
Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.